0: Welcome to Casual Swinger. If you're under 18, the following podcast is not appropriate for you. The subjects and language are for mature audiences only. If you're not mature in nature, just make sure you're old enough to vote. We don't take ourselves seriously, ever. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any opinions or statements made on this podcast, our website, or our blog. It's all in fun, folks. This isn't Dr. Phil. Now, consider yourself the listener, properly advised.
1: everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Casual Swinger. My name's Mickey.
0: And I'm Mallory.
1: And we're talking FUD today. What,
0: what the FUD?
1: <laughs> right? Fear, uncertainty, and doubt.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty strong acronym and some scary words in there.
1: That's a nasty cocktail for the lifestyle.
0: Yes, it is.
1: So we're going to talk about that a little bit, and we're going to catch up with our friend Jeff James.
0: What would Jeff do? Yes, WWJD,
1: what would Jeff do? That's going to be our final segment of the day. But before we get into all that, maybe we uh, tell people what we've been up to and what's (sighs) going on and where we're going. Yeah,
0: lots of irons in the fire lately. So this has been really exciting. Just I know we've talked a lot about the dates and the parties we, you know, we have been to, we're going to. I just want to stress the importance of putting yourself out there. I think fear is a paralyzer in so many ways and we prevent ourselves from doing those things. And it's just been so positive in our lifestyle that I I, I just want to encourage anyone out there, you know, to to just go for it. Put yourself out there. Don't be too scared to do so because there's you could reap some really amazing benefit,
1: right? And so I think a really good example of that is you know we've made some pretty cool friends mm-hmm. uh, here so far, and I think that's awesome. But you know you're you're scrolling through uh, SDC or SLS or Cassidy, uh, and you see that profile of that couple, and you're like, "Wow, they seem really cool or they seem really interesting, or mm-hmm. maybe they're really attractive." Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason you don't send the message. maybe it's you're shy, maybe you think maybe maybe you think they're out of your league, right? Uh, I think you should always send the message. Always send the message. And uh, we can say from personal experience, right? We've we've sent the message. And, yeah. And it's worked out really well.
0: It's worked out very, very well. So I'm pleased. So just to let you listeners know, we have our pom-poms out for you. Yeah, we Pull do. Pull the Band-Aid off to it.
1: So put yourself out there. But we're going to talk more about FUD here in a little bit. Yes. Let's talk about last night.
0: <laughs> last night was wonderful. That was very impromptu and uh, pretty amazing. Mickey and I had a last-minute date. Mm-hmm. We disconnected um, from our technologies went out had a very nice meal or present came home had a music listening party and i have to say that's one of my favorite fucking things to do
1: yeah that cause... was unplanned and it, it just kind of happened so the funny part is we go out and you know we went to ruth chris we had a really nice dinner it was beautiful and it was I mean, we ate in the bar because you know we're white trash but we <laughs> <laughs> we decided we were gonna go and uh and have a good meal and We got back and we tried, we raced because we have older kids and they were out for the evening and we're like, oh yeah, we've got the house to (laughs) ourselves. This is going to happen. Brown chicken, brown cow. Right? So we come racing home. We come roaring through the neighborhood like a bat out of hell. We go pull up in the driveway and what do we see? Our fucking kids. Our fucking kids standing (laughs) in the driveway.
0: Don't get me wrong. I love them. And it's always a joy to have some time to spend with them, but that was not
1: the plan. Oh no, I was... I was, I had a dick so hard a cat couldn't scratch it. She'd been playing with it all the way home. And I'm sitting there going, what am I supposed to do with this? Do you know what will kill a dick that's so hard a cat can't scratch it? Your children standing in the driveway that will kill it in a heartbeat. They were so
0: excited to see us. (laughs) Um, Uh, So we did spend time with the kids for a little bit and then we were like deuces.
1: Yeah. Gotta go. We did hang with them for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure, like a dog farted or something, and we all dispersed. But it was, it was. A Now's, good our, time. Chance. Now's yeah. our chance. Now's our chance to escape. <laughs> Everybody's gagging. Run! But you know that was a lot of fun, and we we got up into our media room and played some vinyl, and
0: I got naked. Got and naked. Did, and did and you, a photo shoot. Yeah, yeah. So you guys
1: are going to be the fortunate recipients of all these pictures that we took, and you know, I I spent some time making those uh, photos fit our brand. Right. Because we there's do. kind of a specific way. If you guys follow us on Twitter or Instagram or anywhere else, you can see that our photos all have kind of the same look and feel. So sometimes I, I sit back and I really love that I capture you the way I see you.
0: Aw, that warms is my heart. one of my favorite <laughs> things to
1: do with those. So I,
0: yeah, because sometimes I look at them, I'm like, oh my God, that's me? No way. <laughs> and I almost feel like, it is this false advertising? And you're like, no, not no, even a little it bit.
1: Not even a little. Yeah, anybody, so. Of course, there's a few of you out there that have actually met us in real life. And the review is always the same. Why is she with you?
0: <laughs> oh, that's not <laughs> so. true. That's not true. But, but you
1: know, uh, we, we had a great time. And uh, I think you talked a little trash. I talked a lot
0: night. of trash. Yeah. It was dirty talk all the way. We get to use that neat chair oh my god that chair that we've never fucking used yeah
1: we've had that thing for like a year and a half and we don't know what it's called we wish we did we think it's expensive because it's really well built Mm -hmm. it was a gift from some friends of ours yes and it it, it's shaped in kind of like a wave
0: it is and what i love about it is whether it's for oral positioning for ui or or for sexual positioning it's actually really comfortable oh and an ergonomical like
1: I didn't ask. I just straddled it and I fucked know, your face. I know. It was fun.
0: I know. I loved every second of it, too. Yeah,
1: I, I, I wasn't I disappointed. Reached
0: around and grabbed your ass and started pulling you in. Oh,
1: that yeah. was fun. But, you know, the f- my favorite part about that chair, so your, your favorite is that it's comfy and ergonomic. My favorite is that we convinced our children it was a video game chair, and they believed <laughs> us for like a
0: year. It's only slightly awkward when you walk in, and they are literally sitting there playing video games, and we've never used this chair.
1: Before yesterday.
0: Before yesterday.
1: Now, if they sit in and we're like, get out, yeah. get
0: out. What's the sticky spot?
1: Right. (laughs) But, you know, uh, the thing, it's bright fucking red and it doesn't go with the room at all in any way, shape or form. If I knew what the name of it was, I would check and see if they made a cover for it. Like something that made it not quite so obnoxiously like boom like it's just there. it
0: literally raises its hand and says i'm here everybody look anybody want to
1: fuck come get in the chair yeah. uh but that thing was awesome we put you in that chair like 14 different ways we played with lighting last night we, we played did with the screen as a backdrop yeah, last night that was really um, cool we, we we did some really cool stuff in there we listened to some good vinyl uh and you know why are we telling you this because it's important for you to take the time absolutely Right. It's because we're going to talk about fear today and we're going to talk about how fear can play a part in the decisions we make. And more importantly, the decisions we don't make. Right. And that fear can, it really can perpetuate itself deeper into your relationship. It can. When you don't spend the time together and then, and you haven't connected and you haven't spent time talking to each other and being sexy together and being into
0: each other. And then all of a sudden you go out with a couple and... You have all these erupted insecurities that you never anticipated and there's underlying issues because if we're not okay how are we going to do that exactly exactly and i will draw some personal lines for the listeners um once we get into that because i think that's something i battle with um pretty often and i and it's definitely tied to some of my own insecurities so yeah and
1: you know we were listening to jay and k uh in the truck this week that's right yeah Uh, they were talking and they actually had a listener question uh, Jane and Jane K. are that couple next door, just so you know who those guys are. But they were they did a listener question on, you know, how do you guys deal with juggling time? Mm-hmm. And they talked about staying connected. And I kind of laughed to myself because that's such a big deal for us. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you've got small kids, you got to have your kid time and your family time and your us time. And you're like, when do I have time for this? And, and, and if you're like me, you're an outdoorsman and you want to get out and you want to fish and you want to go out and you want to work on your stuff. And uh, it's, there's just not a lot of time and you have to make it. You, have you to absolutely choose. have to
0: make it. You have to divide the pie. Yeah. You're not going to get a bigger pie. No. It, the size is always the same, only 24 hours a day, seven days in a week.
1: You're really not. And, you know, speaking of time, this weekend, all weekend long, one of the things I've been working on in my spare time, which, by the way, the leak that sprung in our laundry room today. Oh, yeah. Magically
0: started raining.
1: It started raining in our laundry room Son today. Like, bitch. What the fuck? Anyway, <laughs> so that happened. But I was in here trying to design swag for you guys. I'm so
0: excited. We're Sorry. going to nin. Yeah, yeah. So this is we're um ordering a bunch of different swag for uh Nadine and Nolans, which we're um going end of July, right? Yeah. Like yeah, it's the of the twenty third, I believe. End July, I don't know. So we have some cool shit, um shit we haven't typically seen before. Um, Some you have, but, you know, yeah. with our personal spin on it.
1: We've designed all new stuff. I mean, we've got all new, I mean, everything is yeah. new. So this is yeah, going to be Yeah, I really don't want cool. to give
0: away any spoilers. And I can tell
1: anybody what we're bringing, but somebody better be ready to show me their
0: tits. Yeah. I want to <laughs> see some tits. I, I always will, want to see tits. Let's we'll have lots of great stuff for, for you guys. So if you're going and uh, you see us there, definitely come find us, track us down. We have a bunch of shit to give you.
1: Yeah, that's right. And so I think what we're going to do before we go is we'll probably do some kind of a, a thing on the show where you, we'll give you a code word and you have to come up and, t- and say the code <gasps> word.
0: I love that game, like password. Yeah. yeah. And if
1: they come up and they say the code word, then we'll give them the extra special swag, not the like cheap shit that we give everybody else.
0: It's not cheap shit. I just Fuck, looked no, at our statement. I just paid, yeah, <laughs> yeah. look at the credit card bill. Yeah, Holy right?
1: moly. By the way, if you're thinking about starting a podcast and you're thinking about starting a podcast to make money, don't.
0: Yeah. No, bad idea. Bad idea. (laughs) But it is a lot of fun. So what else we got going on? Well,
1: we're going places. So when you get back from Chicago, which by the way, I hope you don't freeze those tits off because speaking of tits, My nipples
0: might actually just freeze and fall off, but we'll see. It's like negative 30.
1: It's going to be so fucking cold up there. And I mean, it's not going to be warm here in Florida. It's not warm now. It rained all day today and it's 40 degrees and you're going to Chicago and what's the temperature up there?
0: Literally, like negative. There is no temperature exists. There isn't one. (laughs) There isn't one. And with the windshield, it's gonna be like negative twenty, negative thirty. So yeah.
1: So anybody that's that's hoping to track down Mallory in Chicago to hang out, don't think about it. She won't be outside.
0: No, I won't be outside, and I'll, I'll still look like Randy's, you know, little brother from Christmas Story. Inside. I can't put
1: my arms down. No.
0: No, I'm just gonna bring a catheter with me, so I don't have to undress to go to the bathroom. Don't expose
1: any of the goodies. Yeah,
0: freeze my ass to the That's toilet. It's gonna be crazy. Seat.
1: So you're going to Chicago when you yeah. get back from Chicago. We've got a pineapple party. That's
0: right. We're heading up to Jacksonville to see some friends of ours and do a meet and greet. Right
1: in K A, and uh, all day. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hello. What up? So we had a really cool date with them a couple weeks ago. We did. Yeah, we which did. Was
0: we we trounced around St Augustine and went to. Uh, a cool restaurant a cool bar i think we talked about this a little bit on the last yeah we podcast. did that was a lot of fun
1: but we're gonna go see so, these guys so yeah. we got a party coming up with those guys and of course we are prepping right now so february 1st is right around the corner
0: yeah we are 30 days out from our february rascals trip to oh, hedonism
1: going back to Hedo. yeah yeah you can you hear the sadness in my voice it's, <laughs> it's dripping right
0: it's I'm so excited. So if anyone's interested in traveling with us, uh, you have time in February, you want to book a last-minute trip, um, please hit us up on our website at casualswinger.com. There's a form there that you can enter your information, and our travel agent will send you um, the booking info. Um, we do not get paid for this. We nope. just go, we host, we have a good time, um, and your information will not be sold to any you know respective third parties or any of
1: that other bullshit. No, but I will probably send all of you dick pics, just because, I mean, it's what I do. <laughs> i'm kidding i'm not gonna send dick pics or at least not my dick i might send other people's dick pics
0: that's, that's just what I should creepy do with our mailing no list. i'm gonna i'm gonna put a hard stop to that i think that's just fucking weird i
1: don't think anybody will ever join our mailing list if i'm like every time i get a dick pic i'm well actually you know what we'll do i'll take all the dick pics and send them to jim or travel oh agent. oh
0: my god you're going down the hole <laughs> so moving on we're not sending dick pics. Uh, uh,
1: so the trip prep. So we've got all kinds yes. of stuff going, right? So uh, what we do for the Rascals is we host the parties for those guys. I go down there. I wear my top hats. Mallory, she gets out her pom-poms, and we make sure that everybody has a really good time. Yeah. This is going to be a small trip for us. Only like, what, 25, 30 couples?
0: Yeah, it's about it's about 30 rooms, I believe. Yeah, yeah so it's small for rooms. us. Yeah, uh, but it's, it's going
1: to be a sold-out resort.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely more intimate crowd. It's a high-volume time, uh, because any I, I think January to March, it's just mm-hmm. constantly sold out mm-hmm. because of the time year. Everyone wants to get out of the cold. It's
1: fucking cold in North America, yeah. and uh, yeah, there's and a shitload of Canadians, and then we go to Jamaica every time. So, by the way, we love you Canadians, love our Canadian listeners. We just don't know how you deal with the cold.
0: Exactly. So, some of these um, couples that are coming are newbies, Um, so we've gotten some questions. So, for anyone out there who's going for the first time, a little, few tips for the road, and we'll make this quick. Um, Definitely bring lots of sunscreen. You can never have enough because in Jamaica it's like thirty-five dollars a bottle. For Don't the cheap put it shit. on your penis, though. So no, you'll look like a leatherback turtle.
1: Yeah, it troubles. Um
0: And I highly recommend pretending that your bum, because I never fails every trip we go there. Where we find a newbie who has a baboon ass.
1: I love the big and red that, baboon ass, though. It's that's pretty funny. It's
0: hilarious, but it is painful, and then it itches, and then it peels, and then. That's Why do people sexy. feel the need to walk up and smack
1: somebody's already red ass? Have you ever noticed? I that? don't
0: know. I think that's very unwise, and I think there's a consent issue. There. I think there's a big fucking consent <laughs> issue there. Yeah, not happening. But um, make sure you bring a go bag. Ooh,
1: let's talk about go bag.
0: Oh, I love go bag. So go bag is my go to bag for my sex toy and sexual activity needs. Um, this is typically something that's easily carried around. Um, so it's not a huge backpack. Um, But it's not like a tiny little clutch. It's somewhere in the middle. And I prefer to bring my waterproof bag because in Jamaica, you get a lot of like down, you know, pours in the afternoon. And I don't always keep toys in there that are like waterproof. They may be water resistant and mm-hmm. waterproof. and Maybe I have, you know, something else in there, like a cover up or something. I don't want to get wet. Um, So I highly recommend those. And you can find them pretty cheaply on Amazon.
1: Oh yeah, like the so, uh, waterproof beach bag kind of thing. Yes,
0: yes. And I actually bought the zipper one that has the lock with a like a folding velcro side, mm-hmm. just for my go bag to put inside the other one. So like it's a double protection. Ah, uh,
1: double protection. Mm-hmm. By the way, if I put on double protection, I can't feel a thing. Yeah. But now, so let's talk about go bag for a second because I actually think it would be really cool yeah. for us to give away a casual swinger go bag as our first promotion. I think it promotion. would be
0: too. I think it would be too. We'll have to like. Outlines some parameters for our listeners to qualify for a yeah. we we'll do to win a month-long
1: promotion to win a go bag. That, that sounds, sounds good. Like a lot of
0: fun. So what what goes in a go bag? Typically, I have uh, a couple of toys. Usually, a wand, something that's insertable, something mm-hmm. that vibrates, uh, condoms, lube, cleaner, um, soft cloth, uh, soft cuffs, or some sort of like maybe rope in there. Ooh. Hmm. Hey. Mm-hmm. I've had floggers in there before. Um. What else do we usually put in Go Bag? Cock rings, oh, definitely yeah. cock rings. A little cock ring mm-hmm. action
1: in there is pretty cool. How yeah. about a How about a towel for cleanup?
0: Yes, yeah, or oh, wet wipes. absolutely,
1: absolutely. Uh, those are handy.
0: Yeah, oh, I really do love the cleaners that are the multi wipes that you can get in like mm-hmm. the packets that come like fourteen to twenty in a box. Those are super handy to have versus like a spray bottle that you carry around.
1: Oh, very much so. so well, and definitely if you're going to be like, in an environment where maybe toys are going to be shared. So that's really a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and something and about extra condoms, condoms for toys. Well, yeah. Condoms yeah. for toys is a big deal. If you plan on sharing toys, condoms are a great thing. But the other thing uh, about condoms is it's important to have multiple sizes. It because
0: is. Because you and, don't know and, what
1: you're going to run into.
0: Well, multiple textures because... Not everyone can use latex.
1: That's true, so. too. So, it's, uh, but so go bag can get really big really fast. So, we're going to have to decide what goes in that casual swinger go bag. But so, go bag and then, of course, beach go bag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. But what else do they, what else should they bring uh, Tahito with them?
0: Um, definitely bring Lysol, even though we know we don't get sick from the AC like we all want to believe. Um, it's still a good idea. You know, you're, you're traveling in an aircraft, which is a germ cesspool. Yeah, right. And you're also in a third world country, so it, it really doesn't hurt, you know.
1: I can say this. I've been to Hedo a bunch of times, and I always sprayed down my AC with Lysol. The last time we went, we didn't do it, and I was sick as a damn dog.
0: Okay, so we can get it, do it for good measure. So my superstition think- has
1: been offended, and, and it hurt me. <laughs> and I'm still pained by it.
0: So um, starter, right? with our group, we send out cups and we do like a cup decorating contest, but it's always good to bring an extra cup, whether that's stainless steel or like plastic bubba cups or whatever it is. Insulated mugs. Yes, because then you have uh, a a larger cup to bring mm-hmm. around with you that stays cold longer and, and a secondary one, right? Yeah. But also reusable straws. They've done away with the plastic straws, which I think is great. It's better for the environment. So definitely don't... bring up... <laughs> A reusable straw with you. I'm just right. going to ignore your comment.
1: <laughs> you know, um, something about those cups. So the other good reason uh, you should bring a cup with you is the cups that they give you at the resort, first of all, they're not insulated. But second of all, they're tiny. They're like shot glasses. There's these tiny little glasses. And me, I want to carry around 200 ounces of my favorite beverage so I don't have to go back to the bar. Uh, So it's like I go in and get my five gallon bucket of, you know, dirty banana.
0: When you have that moment of sanity where you're like, I should drink some water at some point, then it kind of forces you to drink the whole cup. And it's because it's larger, you you're able to actually rehydrate yourself.
1: We should probably be clear. Mallory has the moment of sanity and says, Mickey should drink some water or he's going (laughs) to be a drunken mess on the side of the pool and waving his dick at people. but. Uh, Okay, that may have happened. So, yeah, we're going to Hedo. We're going to have a good time. We'll talk about it a little bit more. We've got an episode coming up that we actually recorded the interviews for last November.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've been recording some follow-ups intermittently, and I'm really excited about this because I know we talk about it so much on this podcast, but Hedonism has such an interesting history, and it's touched so many people and changed their lives. Very much so. In so many ways. So. I believe we'll be releasing um, the history, the living history of hedonism sometime around or while we're in Jamaica in February.
1: Yeah, that's the plan. So we've got some great interviews. Uh, We're not going to tell you with who, but we've got some great interviews with some really influential people in Hedo's history. And we found a guy. Who went to Hito back when it was Negril Beach Village mm-hmm. 38 years ago? Yeah. So we uh, we got a great interview with him. We actually got two interviews with him. So we got to find a way to get to kind of consolidate that down. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to release that uh, either right before or while we're there. But without further ado, let's get to FUD and what the FUD. Uh, but we're going to do that after a short quick break. So Mallory, why don't you tell everybody how they can find us, and we'll be right back.
0: All right, guys, we're Casual Swinger. You can find us as Casual Swinger anywhere. That is Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, SDC, SLS, and Cassidy.com. Please look for us on our website at CasualSwinger.com and feel free to send us your feedback, questions, and commentary at podcast at casualswinger.com. Thanks, guys, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Casual Swinger, Mallory here.
1: Oh, and Mickey over here.
0: (laughs) We're going to talk about FUD today. And what is FUD? FUD is fear, uncertainty, and doubt.
1: I thought it was the nemesis of Bugs Bunny. (laughs) You wesley wabbit. (laughs) I can't even say anything right now. Oh, my God. So, yeah, FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. So what is, I mean, when we talk, I mean, why are we lumping these three things together for starters?
0: That's a great question. I think it plays a role in who we are as human beings, but there is a role it does play absolutely in the lifestyle because especially when you're encroaching on new territory, all of these feelings and emotions are normal and obstacles or hurdles that you overcome. Oh, yeah.
1: And they affect our decision-making process. They stop us from doing things that we're considering, or they also maybe inspire us to do something different because we were afraid of go taking the other path. Right? Absolutely. Fear is, is self-preservation. Uh, it's something that I think we'll talk about a little bit more here in a yeah. second. But, you know, fear for us, it, sometimes it's natural. Maybe something went wrong. Maybe something didn't go the way we thought it would go. Mm-hmm. Uncertainty is I have no idea how this is going to go. Right. I
0: have I, no history behind this. Right.
1: So I, I'm, I'm no convinced. Points. And you know what happens when you're uncertain? You make up all the the bad things that could happen. Amen. You watch too much fucking Criminal Minds. This
0: okay? is also true. But I am <laughs> so. literally the queen of uncertainty. I have, to, I have to be very aware of my emotions. And when I get to that point and I'm starting to go down that trail where I'm guessing every possible outcome. Of a certain situation, I have to pause. I have to take a step back and go, am I just being uncertain because I have no prior data points? Yeah. Can I, I can I allow myself to let go and let it take its course and, and stay on course and not stray from the decision I made based on? what I'm feeling and these crazy ideas I'm starting to have well, in my Sure. Head. And
1: the ability to judge things after they've happened and not before they've happened. Exactly. Right? Don't place behavior on yourself or other people that maybe hasn't occurred yet. And and that brings us to doubt. Yeah. And doubt is something that, that every person encounters. I don't care how confident you are. Correct. You have moments of doubt because maybe you have that uncertainty and that fear and you start to doubt the outcome. You doubt that your capability to affect that outcome mm-hmm. in a positive way or and you, to make things happen the way they, that you feel like they should.
0: Absolutely. Or maybe you doubt that you'll be able to cope with whatever the outcome is based on that level of uncertainty you're feeling. Sure.
1: And by the way, all of these things don't just lead to issues in the lifestyle. They, they lead to issues in our marriages and mm-hmm. our work environments. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt I mean, in a competitive landscape in the world that we live in, our competitors place fear, uncertainty, and doubt at our feet all the time. Absolutely. They it's want one of the people best, to be afraid. It's
0: one of the most effective sales tactics there are universally.
1: Yeah. And it's bullshit. It's total bullshit. It is. But it's usually a lie and people sling it like they sling it all over the place. It is. But why do we experience the emotions? that lead to fear uncertainty and doubt
0: well you you said it best it's it's built in we are supposed to experience those emotions because of self-preservation mm-hmm. right that to sustain the species we have an innate uh ability to tap in to fear to prevent us from doing things that could get us killed could get us hurt
1: yeah but do you know who who doesn't have fear children they t- that's why they test their boundaries. And until you burn the living shit mm-hmm. out of yourself, you don't know to fear
0: or fire. Well, also sociopaths. So well, there's also those. If you're that person listening going, I never have fear or uncertainty yeah, or no doubt. fear whatsoever. I'm fucking immortal. Yeah. Go book the the psychotherapist right yeah, now. Yeah, right. Like, Get your ass there like, you, right You now. need some help.
1: All right. But because it, it is
0: natural. And, it, and it's okay to experience these emotions. It's so how, how we, we cope with them. Yeah. How
1: do we cope with... I mean, we can kind of break these up a little bit too, because there's a lot of things we can be afraid of, right? I mean, our own mortality, right? When when you're young, you don't think about being dead.
0: No, no. You actually have to be taught that this thing will will kill you. Right. Please don't run into traffic.
1: But I mean, think about it. So as you get to be a little bit older, as you reach those middle-aged years, or maybe even the later years, I tell jokes about being 40 all Mm. the time. I say that the thing about being 40 is that once you turn 40, nobody goes
0: oh, he was so young
1: at your funeral. They're you like, oh, he, he lived really, a great life.
0: You really think like that's the threshold? I think it is. I think it
1: is. At 40, There's just like, fuck it, he's old. That's eh, he he died. had a good life. He did. She, but,
0: he yeah. did. <laughs> you
1: know? But I think mortality is something that once you reach kind of that midlife threshold, we had Chris Santilli on a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. and she said like 10 times about everybody's dying and we need new people to go to the resort. <laughs> so you think that somebody, and you know, she's a couple years older than I am, but she's not old. But she's still thinking about mortality.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think another one, especially, um, you know, not exclusive to women, but in my conversations, definitely more uh, affluent among women is worthiness, self-worth.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and to what is that worth derived from? Uh, Because different people get their worth from different things, whether it's being a great mom or being a great employee. Yeah, different
0: things fill their right? cup, right? Some people get mm-hmm. it from sex. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, some people do. The attention of the opposite sex. And this is a man and woman thing. This is not a, a, a woman thing because I've known plenty of guys with Fair mommy enough, issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, it it definitely happens. And But so that's, fear is derived from a lot of different places. And we want to talk about why, Fear is a problem for us in the lifestyle, both us personally and for maybe some of our listeners out there, because fear is a quicksand. It slows us down. It stops us from making decisions that maybe could be really advantageous and put us in a position that we mm-hmm. want to be in, right? But it's natural. And and we want to, you know, kind of talk about it a little bit. So what do you think some of the common fears are in the lifestyle that we've run into with people we've met and one, and also ones we have?
0: I think there's there's many. That we call universal, that mm-hmm. we've all kind of experienced, especially if we've been in the lifestyle for a while. Um, being outed is definitely one of them.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, think about every profile we read where they're like, discretion is my number one thing. Right. No one can ever Well, know. we've
0: had experiences where, you know, we've given our personal information. We get called out on Facebook or they yeah. send us a work email. Like, it's it got really awkward. It is. So it is a fear.
1: You know, it's funny because we talk about uh, you know pe- wanting people to embrace non monogamy and, yeah. and and making it normal. I mean, there's a whole podcast about it, normalizing non monogamy. That's Fennema, yeah. and you know, it's like, and here we are talking about how we got to keep this to ourselves. <laughs> you know, uh,
0: well, and it, that's about our our, our self sustainability. You know, yeah. right we we need to be able to hold our jobs and our and our nine to five life and. Right now, it's just not a time for us to put that into jeopardy.
1: Yeah. Well, so. it's funny. I think that one of the uh, one of the bullshit things about being a guy uh, is I would probably get away with it if okay. I got outed. Everybody, I probably I'd probably build a statue I, it, in it my is, honor in the front of the building.
0: Exactly. To this day, it's still one of my my biggest frustrations is the double standard there, where like you would be celebrated and congratulated, like whether it's you had a one night stand with a hot girl or you're in the lifestyle or whatever, and I would be shamed.
1: Right? But, and, you know, it's funny.
0: Ridiculed.
1: on ridiculed. On, on the level, I'll tell you this Talk about it. being a guy that you may... You won't understand this. This actually is something you is and I have discussed
0: Is it because I'm a little before. woman or...? No, because <laughs> it won't happen to you the same way. Okay. Uh, I was just fucking yeah, with you. right.
1: <laughs> I got to be careful. I'm going to piss off all the women that listen to us. <laughs> now, what I'm saying is um, it's different because guys have this, like, must-have-my-woman-and-no-one-else-can-look-at-my-woman-this-like-caveman-esque attitude about themselves. where Biggest we, hypocrites. When... I have been outed in the past. I'm ridiculed. And they're like, I can't believe you would let your your blah sleep with another man. Or let? You, let? Let. Let. Let.
0: Operative word. I got that.
1: I, that didn't come out of my mouth, Ooh. by the way. That's something that was actually said to me. How could you let that happen? What kind of man are you? I said, let's go outside and I will show you.
0: Right on.
1: That was my response.
0: Good for you. But,
1: you know. Because now I
0: want to kick ass.
1: Right? Yeah, you're of their fistful. Stay that in like, front
0: of me, motherfucker.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> dare you. But think about I'm that. Kidding. Think about how that incen- that inspires fear. Yeah, it does, it does. inspire uncertainty and doubt. Like, I can't get outed because what what kind of trouble is this going to cause me? Am I going to get right. kicked off my softball team Wait, because that, the guys don't respect me anymore?
0: Yeah, and that falls into line of what other people think of us. What's somebody else's perspective based on, you know, X, Y, or Z, these choices I've made in my life or how I live my life. Sure. Or but, who I am as a person.
1: You know, kind of. Uh, switching gears a little bit and switching to something a little more fun and not fun because it's terrifying. And literally we're beyond fear. We're beyond uncertainty. We're beyond doubt. We're in straight up fucking terror. Okay. Performance anxiety.
0: Oh, you know, it's not, I don't think that's exclusive to men, nope. but I think it is, it, it's gotta be some high pressure situation. I mean, cause it's visible. Very much
1: so. You know that's the great part about you guys. You can squirt a little bit of lube on it, and wham, you're in business. You can fake it, right? I mean, for me, what am I going to do? Spit on your back? <laughs> be like, well, Man, I'm good. That's true. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just, I, I mean, how do you I spit do on you? my? <laughs> she hates spit, guys. I, I can't. I Mallory can, cannot. I can
0: handle it. so much dirty shit. Like I, I used to be in the medical field once upon a time in my previous life, and all of that stuff was just fine. But Hakalugi in front of me, and I am. Toss my cookies. I'm done.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that typical guy behavior does not fly around Mallory. No, but, no. You know. So, but think about that for a minute. Performance anxiety is probably the number one fear we hear about from listeners, and and on Twitter and, and on uh, Reddit and things like that. We mm-hmm. hear people talking about th- and then things like swinger insurance are becoming really commonplace to affect it. But I will tell you from personal experience, swinger insurance will not save you. No, it won't. If fear has a hold of you.
0: Yeah, that is true.
1: It won't. If you, if your brain is not in the game, you will lose your wood, even on swinger insurance. You will have a stuffy nose and no hard on. <laughs> that is what happens. Wow. Why? Because if your brain's not in the game, and you know, here's the thing. So,
0: how do you kind of, how do you overcome that though, as a guy? Well,
1: there's a few things, right? First things first. If you want to overcome performance anxiety, turn to your partner. Turn to the person you're comfortable with. Spend some time with them because we've actually had this experience where I'll come to you and I'll start playing with you when they're in the middle of something else. And immediately things go right back to, you know, fully in the game.
0: Right on. Comfort so levels, everything. Gotcha. So with having that, that identity, you identify me with sex. Very much so. And with... Yeah. Pleasure. Yeah. Happy times. So that coming. makes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: And, well, and, and there's also a comfort level there, there too. And, and you know me and you can tell, right. If something's not going well for me and you yeah. tend to jump in before I even say anything, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. And I but, think
0: we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. We are. Yeah. But
1: so performance anxiety is certainly uh, swinger insurance, which is Viagra, Cialis, uh, Levitra, you know, mm. um, they're all generics. Now there's generics. If you don't know about it, there's a website out there called uh, Roman. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes if you want to check out Roman, but they do a video interview with a doctor and they can ship it to anywhere in the United States. If you're outside the United States, I don't know if Roman can help you or not, but, uh, you know, if you're looking for swinger insurance, you don't want to talk to your doctor, they will interview you with a doctor and give you a legit prescription right there over the internet, which is pretty wicked. So, yeah, and
0: I'm sure there's like prerequisites because obviously it can't be on eyes or like have a heart problem. They actually like-
1: ask you to go and get. Uh, you need to have a recent checkup mm-hmm. with blood pressure uh, to make sure that your heart's not going to explode the second your dick gets hard. Yeah, um, which you know sometimes I feel like my heart's going to explode because I'm so excited <laughs> that I get to use it. But, uh, but I'll tell you, performance anxiety is a big deal. But the most important thing that I can tell you, from what I have personally seen, get calm the more anxious you get about it the more worried you get about it the worse it's oh, going to yeah, get oh yeah it'll snowball yes the worse that, that's it's that's how anxiety
0: to get. works in general so that makes a lot of sense so, so
1: i suggest spending the time and by the way you have a tongue you have fingers you have eyes you have lips use all of your tools. I in thought bed. we were
0: going to start singing like a toddler song there, like right? head, shoulders, knees and toes. <laughs> I had no idea where you were going with that. Pussy, lips, ass and tits. All right. No,
1: listen, you've got lots of ways to please that girl. So if, you, if, if you're if a one-eyed viper lets you down, by all means, you know, find yeah, another get, way. Get to some work. Get don't, to work. Don't be scared. Put your back into it. But so, what's I, worse than losing it?
0: Oh man, for me personally, it's rejection. Ooh. What if I'm not good enough? What if I'm not their type? What if there's something about me that just—that's
1: a big—it's
0: huge, it's huge, and that's that's deep rooted inside of mm-hmm. my own insecurities, and it it'll pop its ugly head up.
1: But rejection isn't just—I mean, because rejection can happen at a lot of levels.
0: Sure, it can happen in your your work life, mm-hmm. you know, your personal life, and the lifestyle. It right. anywhere.
1: And so our fear of rejection creates uncertainty. It creates doubt because we go, well, they haven't gotten back to me yet. They, they haven't responded. They, yeah. It's been a week and they must not like me. I must not be good enough. I must not be attractive. Um, and so that is what social on, you know, different web platforms. It's also in dating. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe like you go out and you have some fun. Mm-hmm. And maybe they don't get back to you. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't call you in the morning. They don't respect yeah. you the next day. Yeah. <laughs> that that's sucks. never happened to you.
0: That's not true. I'm sure somebody didn't call me after. Okay. Uh, there's
1: no chance they called you and said, please, please, please. I think it was just another?
0: traumatic for me. And then I put it out of my mind. I won't identify anyone.
1: <laughs> well, that's happened to me. God damn it. But how about rejection during sex? Like maybe. Mm, like maybe is, you is, just is don't
0: it? mesh. And yeah. And well, the chemistry's not there. Like something's off
1: as a guy that's something we think about like is, is she gonna be like look this just isn't working for me is she gonna dry up that's a physical indication of rejection in your mind as a yeah. guy that uncertainty that comes where if she yeah. dries up and she's not wet anymore you're like buck i did something wrong that's a fear like we yeah. actually think about that shit i don't know like guys talk back to me here tell me what you think but i mean in my head if if she goes dry i'm like i mean Panic flags go flying.
0: (laughs) Well, I think it's important to communicate like in those uh, types of situations, because for me, sometimes it's just a positioning issue. Sometimes I've had too much to drink. Sometimes I haven't had enough water. I get pretty wet down there. I'm not a squirter, but it after long sessions, it does dehydrate me or. Yeah, I I think you need to communicate to kind of overcome that obstacle.
1: Yeah. Well, you definitely have a wet kitty. Put that that
0: fear to rest. Um, so, something else. Oh, what do you think? STIs. Oh, oh God, STIs. And I STDs. think that's a fear, especially in the lifestyle. A
1: fear that is that is that is probably uh, absolute terror, right? I mean, and you know, it's funny. Uh, we were talking this week, you and I, uh, last night, as a matter of fact, at dinner about how cool would it be to find somebody that actually attended a key party.
0: It would be very interesting. Because, because they
1: just don't do it anymore.
0: No, and I almost feel like it's um, this folklore now.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like swinger. Did it lore. really
0: happen? Is that how they really did it? And how did that work?
1: I'll have to ask. There's a uh, there's a Twitter user out there called Whores of Yore. And they post. Oh my god! Yeah, of course there is. Of course there is. And they post a lot of like old school photos and stuff like from sex years past. And I should ask them about it. But the reason I bring up key parties is because I think those stopped in a way, in part, uh, maybe due to the onset of I don't know. Consent would be a good thing, Uh, but the other thing is uh, STIs and STDs. I mean, there were a lot more aware of them today.
0: We were just talking about this the other day, that that um, culture of, like, the the flower children in the 70s swinging and yeah. Studio 54 in the early 80s, and then AIDS epidemic hit, and we didn't know what it was, and it, it ensued panic, and, I mean, it was, first it was identified as a homosexual issue. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, only gay men get this. Er, wrong.
1: Yeah. Incorrect. Yeah.
0: Incorrect, folks. Everyone. Ask is potentially, yeah, Is potentially yeah. exposed. Yeah, that's so, A from Force Gump, by the way. Maybe that was an effect.
1: Yeah, well, it's it and and it really dramatically affected, I think, the way people interact. And I think it's hilarious that even to this day, you know, people talk about you know condoms are a must. No shit, like why? In the, you don't yeah. have to tell us. Yeah. Like, I don't, it probably shouldn't be a thing like DDF, drug and disease free, which by the way, we're going to talk about that one of these days. We're going to do our kind of swing scenario, but drug and disease free. I should fucking hope so. Yeah. Because if you have something, you should be telling your partners before they're your partners. Yes. Let them make that decision Absolutely. for themselves, even with a condom. Yeah. Uh, but STIs are a terrible, terrible, terrible fear. And that is a legit fear. That is not uncertainty. That is not doubt. It is something you should be concerned about.
0: Matter Absolutely.
1: of fact, uh, Cooper. Uh, from on the swing set says he assumes that everybody has an STI when he plays with them. He mm-hmm. just plays like he that he knows they have one.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh is how he keeps himself safe. I I mean I personally find it a little extreme, but I think it's genius.
0: I, I you know in the <laughs> I, I think it's genius Unless he's you're practicing abstinence, which I would never succeed at. Fuck Not never. in a million years. Mm-mm. But I, years think, I think I think if you are going for optimal safety in these environments, then yeah, that's such a genius idea. Yeah.
1: I I, I think it's I love dead it. on.
0: What about physical safety?
1: Oh, well, if you're a hot wife, that is yeah. something that, which, <laughs> That's you know... something I have
0: concerns about. I mean, I think, you know, if I'm meeting someone for the first time and I'm alone or, you know, I, I'm always concerned about where are we going, mm-hmm. you know, is this a public place? Is it and in, you know, what part of town is it in? How far from home will I be? You know, all of those things. I think physical safety, especially from a female perspective, is is definitely and should be a concern if you're, you know, playing solo.
1: Oh, yeah, very much so. And, uh, I mean, that's definitely something you've kicked around a little bit. I am.
0: I am. I I think um, that's something we're revisiting here as of late. Uh Uh-oh. That's on the table. Keep our listeners posted on that.
1: That'll be fun. But, you know, I think physical safety personal safety, uh, is, it should be near the top for every lady out there. And I mean, that's probably a good part of why they want to stay in the presence of their partner. Um, but when you do get into that hot wife scene, is it appreciably different though, than being a single lady and, and going out and dating?
0: No, I, I don't think so. It's been so long. I mean, we've been together 12 years, so I haven't really had the opportunity to revisit that dating like, as a single woman. Yeah. We've done a little bit of the hot-wifing thing on this end, but it, there's also been an established comfort level prior, um, or you've been local. So, no, I'm definitely approaching this currently as a single girl. And I think that, you know...
1: I'd be interested to hear what our listeners have to say on that one. Yeah. Like, if they've been That's a single true. female before, and then also done the hot-wife thing, is yeah. it different? I don't think it is. I think you still... I think. I Looking out for your own ass is number one uh and that is important right uh it, you know trust isn't implicit
0: no no so, it's earned
1: yeah it's earned and so I think that that is a big deal um what about pregnancy as a fear
0: I think it should be a legitimate fear I mean there's you know people who play um yeah. unprotected and maybe there's a an established comfort level again but if you know you're Still in that, you know, physical state where it's a potential. Yeah. Male or female should definitely be a concern.
1: Uh, I I think something I think it's a very real concern. Matter of fact, there was a Reddit post today that somebody somebody asked, they said, What in the world do you do if you get knocked out by somebody that's not your husband?
0: Oh shit. (laughs) Call Jerry Springer, see if he'll come out of retirement. (laughs) <laughs> we did a lie detector
1: and you are not the father yeah neither Lori. is he she is a hoe
0: <laughs>
1: no yeah it's, that's it's crazy to think about and it doesn't it happen sure it absolutely happens i guarantee you it happens it's a terrible not to us we're cool <laughs> but it happens uh and it happens you know broken condoms a slip of you know, decorum, um, it happens because some guys are fucking douchebags. Yeah. So it happens. Don't be a douchebag. That's my number one rule. That's a rule for life. Don't be a douchebag. But, uh, you know, so what, how do you, what do you do about that? Play with people you trust. Build that trust level. Get to know them. Uh, make you sure. Take that,
0: precautions. Be safe. Yeah. yeah be safe. Take um, precautions, yeah.
1: And by be safe, I mean, you know, you know your comfort zone. And fear and uncertainty and doubt do contribute to a personal comfort zone. Don't necessarily just go fuck it. It's just fear. I don't need to be afraid. Some things we do need to be afraid of: personal safety, STIs, absolutely, pregnancy. Yep. Um, Acknowledge them, but don't make them the center of your universe. Right?
0: Yeah. Use common sense. Yeah.
1: I mean, I I think that that's pretty much it. I think you know, fear, uncertainty, and doubt do slow us down, but sometimes it's a good thing. I think uh, you know, having you know, doubts about the intelligence of you know i don't have a condom well then don't do it
0: <laughs> <laughs> right well i think that kind of falls in line to you know what i keep saying over and over again they're gonna get sick of me saying this the is it true is it kind of is it necessary yeah is is what is what i'm feeling real is this fear backed by something whether it's historical or a past event or or is it is it caused by uncertainty um can I discuss this with the people who support me in an in intelligent and kind way instead of identifying, you know, something else that's going on without really accessing the underlying issue? Sure. And do I need to pause and discuss this or deal with this because it's necessary in this moment? Otherwise, I'm paralyzed by the fear, uncertainty, or doubt.
1: I think that brings us to our last one, mm-hmm. right? Which is being yourself. Yeah. People are afraid to be themselves. We're, we're
0: innately fear to be ourselves. Like yeah. we either put on a mask or we fade to the background. I think those are two natural reactions when we're scared mm-hmm. that we won't be accepted.
1: It's true. Right. And I got to tell you, of all the fears we've talked about, that's the one I think everybody needs to get over. They need to set it aside because your tribe is out there. Mm-hmm. And they, if you find them and you're yeah. yourself, because they, they're, they're looking for the same thing. There's somebody out there just like you.
0: Exactly. I agree.
1: You know, and it's, it's so important that some of these fears we talked about today are totally legit, totally legit. You definitely should be aware of them. But the other ones, you know, like being yourself, mm-hmm. you know, uh, rejection. Not everybody's everybody's jam. Not everybody wants to be your best friend. Not everybody wants to jump in. Bed. Yeah. That's cool.
0: Enjoy. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it makes us better people in d- general and in definitely much better than the lifestyle if you just acknowledge that not everybody going to like each other. That's right. You know, not everyone's going to get along. And that's okay. But That's actually a good thing.
1: When you do find the peanut butter to your jelly, you can smear it all over each other and do dirty <laughs> shit to each other, and it's
0: badass. So we definitely,
1: <laughs> definitely recommend that you do that. And I don't recommend using peanut butter. It takes a long time to lick off.
0: But... Just saying. It does leave a residue, too. A little
1: bit. This and is kinda, breath. Oh, yeah, Gross. peanut butter breath when you're trying to come. not okay. awesome. So hot. Oh, you went there. <laughs> oh, my God. But, hey, we're coming back with our last segment for today. That's going to wrap up FUD. And our last segment, we have Jeff James, adult film star, renaissance man, artist with WWJD coming your way. Why don't you take us out, Mallory, tell everybody where they can find us, and we'll be right back.
0: Awesome, guys. Well, you know, we're Casual Swinger everywhere. That's SLS, SDC, Cassidy, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Please hit us up on our website at www.casualswinger.com and feel free to send us your feedback, comments, and questions, podcast at casualswinger.com.
1: That'll do it. We'll be back right after this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Casual Swinger. I'm Mickey. I'm Mallory. And we have a special guest for you today. It's one of our favorites. We have Jeff James with us for a little segment we call, What Would Jeff Do? WWJD. Jeff, how are you doing?
2: I'm excited. I'm excited. What's
0: Jeff going to do? I don't know. It all depends (laughs) on the questions
2: of your listeners. So, yeah.
0: No, I'm, I'm
2: stoked. Thank you guys so much for having me back.
0: Oh, we love having you. Thanks for joining us. No problem, no problem. This is
1: going to be kind of neat, right? So this is the first time we've done this segment. And, you know, today we talked about fear with our listeners. We talked about things like performance anxiety and STIs and pregnancy and physical safety for people that are in the hot wife scene. We talked about a lot of things, but um, as a former adult film star, we thought maybe you would have some insight for us. So, Mallory, why don't you kind (laughs) of tee it up for Jeff?
0: Sure. Sure. So there's a lot of pressure for men and porn and the lifestyle uh, for, in regards to performance. So since we yeah. talked about fear today, yeah, yeah, a lot of pressure there, right? So any, yep. any tips, tricks, or um, thoughts about, you know, the pressures that men have in this situation, the fear that exists, and how to address that?
2: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um All of these concerns are total legitimate concerns, not only in the porn lifestyle, but, you know, in being in porn where we make our living actually having sex, but in the lifestyle where we're here for recreation and friends, um, all of those things are definitely concerns. But let's let's address the pressure. First of all, one thing that a lot of women never really wrap their head around is the amount of pressure that's put on guys from the get-go, from when we just start dating, when we start realizing... Um, that sex is going to be a big part of our life, that pressure is not only put onto us by women, but mostly by other men. It's, it's a constant drilled into our head. You've got to be a stud. Oh, man, I went for two hours. You've got to do better than that. And, and our teachers in human sexuality classes really don't go over what normal times are. Do you realize that a normal performance time for men is, what, 10 minutes, Aubrey? It's 10 minutes. That is a normal performance time for a normal human male in any sexual situation. Anything over 10 minutes, girls, count your blessings. You're, you're, you're into borrowed time at that point.
0: <laughs> I'm a <So>, God. Amen. <laughs> yes,
2: yes. So be the God. Be the God that you truly are. So The thing is, 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 as kids, we're always imagining these over amount of times that we're supposed to be able to perform like God to please all these women. And it's not necessarily put onto us all the time by women, but by ourselves, by our own egos, you know, we we must hate our egos, and and by other guys talking about, oh, I did this, I did that. It's that whole, I caught a fish, it was this big routine, you know?
0: That makes sense. and, And
2: it's way beyond what is natural and or normal. So let's talk about that pressure that we have. Well, guys, here's the thing. When you're in the lifestyle and you're with your girl, you're with your lady, there's somebody that you always know. You know her. You've been with her. You understand her. You know how to push her buttons. She knows you. You're comfortable. So the pressure's off. You can relax, get that erection, and be the God that you are for 12 and a half minutes. And I get that. I <laughs> well, get you, that. Jeff. But yes, you're welcome. So, but the problem that we have is when we interact with new couples, when we interact with new people, right. that performance... Anxiety is rehatched all over again. Here's this couple we've talked to. We chatted them up at dinner. We met them at the club. We want to have sex with them. We want to play with them. So all of a sudden you look over and your favorite lady in the whole world is with this guy who got this instant big heart on and she's just having the time of your life. You look at this wonderful other woman that you're with and nothing's going on. All right. So let's address this first of all psychologically a guy has to put himself into a situation. If the brain's not working, the penis isn't going with it. Okay. One is completely connected to the other. Most men don't feel that way because they remember when they're 17 and it had a brain of its own. Well, (laughs) in our lifestyle when we're like this, it doesn't have a brain of its own. It's connected to your head. If a guy's not in a relaxed situation and he can't perform, it's not going to happen. In porn, we call it over-engineering. You're over-engineering and overthinking an erection. So how do you get rid of that? Well, yes, performance-enhancing drugs help, but here's the problem. When you take um, all of these different performance-enhancing drugs, which I'm not going to say I like one or the other, um, but you know the ones we're talking about, they only work when your head's in the right place. They only work... If you're going to be able to work in the first place, your doctor will tell you that. So you have to have your head of the utmost has to be in a good and comfortable place in order for all the other machinery to function. So how do you do that? Well, first of all, calm the fuck down. Excuse my French. Um, Calm down and, and, and put yourself in a good situation. Put yourself in a calming situation realize that these people already want to have an encounter with you and you no longer need to really impress anybody. We're not 17 anymore. The impression times are over with. So calm down and realize it's going to work. Second of all, if you feel as though things aren't working, you have to get your mind in that place. So this is how you do it. One, put your pants back on. I know it sounds strange, but it's true. Or find a pillow or a comforter. And put him away. When he's out of range, out of sight, and out of, the re- out of the realm of everybody looking at him, and he's in a warm and comfortable place, he'll start to relax and work again. Two, it sounds like a puppy. Aubrey said it sounds like a puppy.
0: It That's does exactly sound like it. a puppy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a puppy. Don't scare the puppy. He'll go back in the cage. So calm him down. Put him in a warm place. What I always suggest is tell her you want to go down on her. Lay down, get into some oral sex, wrap your penis or your unit around in some nice pillow or something, and forget about him. The minute you disconnect that pressure, he'll start to react to the other things that are going on. Enjoy your partner's parts. Enjoy the situation that's going on. Glance over and watch your, the best porn in the world, featuring the one woman you love the most, going on next to you. Enjoy that electricity that's going on. Disconnect from the pressure of having an erection. Then, two, if that doesn't work, and I emphasize this in my Swing 101 classes, always take a play bag, a small bag with condoms, lube, your favorite lube, your favorite condoms. And then I always emphasize sweets, some type of candy, not a breath mint necessarily, but some kind of candy. If it's not working, reach inside your play bag and grab some candy. Scientific evidence will point over and over again that when a man puts something sweet in his mouth, his taste buds will override and disconnect from his penis. So the minute you put something sweet in your mouth, you're comforting yourself. You're putting yourself in a warm situation. That's why we always have candy. That's why we always have cookies. That's why we always have sweets on the set of a porn movie. Because if you eat something sweet, it puts a guy back into his primal comfort space. So put something sweet inside of your mouth. And third, when that happens and everything else is good, when you feel him start to come back, don't do anything. Let him come back all the way. Too many guys jump the gun. When they start to feel an erection happen, they think they're going to be able to perform. They whip their little buddy out. She takes one look. He goes right back in the hole, and you're back to start the square one. Wait until you achieve that full hard-on, before you reintroduce him into playtime. How's that? That's,
0: <laughs> that's
1: fantastic. That's fucking awesome. So eat more sweets, get more pussy.
0: <laughs> you know, I didn't think about that. Cause when you, when you eat sugar, you release like the dopamine and like all those positive like receptors start firing. So I never thought of it that way. But yeah, it does kind of make sense.
2: True. And it will disconnect the guy's pressure from thinking of, of having his brain connected to his penis over engineering it because the more you think about it, the less it's going to happen. The more you stress about it, the less it's going to happen. So, the less you think about it, all of a sudden it just happens automatically by itself. And if you did take any of those in- performance enhancing drugs, that's when they're going to come in and help out a little bit to get that diamond cutter so you can be the stud you are for your 12 and a half minutes.
0: <laughs> I love that you just called it a diamond cutter. It's perfect.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, a, we call, a, we call them that in porn. It's a diamond cutter. They can just slice through diamonds.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, obviously, you heard it here, folks. That's how you unfuck yourself. Because in reality, that's you're really fucking yourself. And I think all, all of us guys know that. We've had it happen. Uh, <laughs> if, if you say it's never happened to you at all, you're probably a liar. Uh, everybody's oh, yeah. everybody's had a struggle at some point. Uh, and we all you know. Honestly, it's insurmountable for most of us because we don't know what to do. It's It gets in your headspace and it, then it just gets and then, worse.
0: And then panic ensues. Yeah, panic sets yeah. in,
1: fear sets in, yes. uncertainty sets in. You start to doubt yourself and next thing you know, you're jerking on a gummy worm by yourself in the corner, pissed off while everybody else is having a great time. That's no fun. You've, so, changed,
2: my, you've changed that vibe and you don't want to do that.
1: Nah, that's no good. So tell me this. Uh You were yeah. around before what we call swinger insurance or those performance enhancing drugs. Uh, what, did, what did guys do before swinger insurance? I mean, what did you guys uh, do back okay. in the day? So,
2: back in the day when dinosaurs roamed the earth. Um, <laughs> all of us Cro-Magnon men who came out of caves making sure that we could get an erection. um, Sugar, sugar was a huh. big deal. Uh, my favorite was a Snickers bar. And really? I hate to say brand central, but I, I do endorse that brand. One, <laughs> um, it, fills, it fills my stomach up so I don't have to worry about being hungry. Two, it, it stays with me for a long time. I'm going to need some sugar for about an hour and a half, two hours. I need to get through this. I need that sugar high. Three, it gives me the chocolate that I need to make me feel good, to make me feel good about what I'm doing. For me, it was always that. Or, or chocolate chip cookies. Chocolate chip cookies were good. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich is my go to. Um, right, Aubrey? Yeah. Two a day. Two yep. a day. Two a day. Two a day.
1: Does that mean you give her 13 minutes of hot lemon?
2: Yeah, about 13 to 14 and a half minutes. Yeah. Uh, it keeps her going for a while. But um, I, I do love having comfort food. If you feel as though you're going to be in a situation, whether you're going to um, an all-inclusive Jamaican resort or whether you're going to your favorite club or whether you're going someplace over to a house party and you feel as though something's going to happen and you're going to try, may I suggest a couple of things? One, never, ever go into a party with the premonition of X, Y, or Z happening. When you have that inten- anticipation of full swap, if you have that anticipation of a job, blood- you're already, like you said, you're already making it bad and then making it hard for yourself. Walk into a party, walk into a place like that with the anticipation of, I'm just going to have a good time. And let it sneak up on you. Let it surprise you. Let that become spur of the moment. The erection is much easier. That's, and two... Yep when you do this, make sure you have your comfort food oh, yeah. available somehow. You, you stop do, at the AMP.
1: Do you think <laughs> drinking to excess is something that uh, or a mistake that people make when they're nervous?
2: Yeah, can I say, I can say certain things on this right? You can say can?
1: anything you want, brother.
2: Oh yeah, anything. Okay, all right, good. Alright, good. Um, alcohol's a dick killer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, alcohol, yeah, when
2: alcohol, they say alcohol,
0: whiskey, is, whiskey dick, they I mean it.
2: Yeah, whiskey dick is something, but Alcohol, and some guys are like, well, I don't drink whiskey, so I don't have to worry about it. No, here's the thing. If you're making your brain fuzzy, you can't concentrate on your performance. You can't perform the best to your ability. And the fuzzier your brain gets, the more your dick's just not going to work. So alcohol is a dick killer. If you want to drink, go ahead. Have something to eat with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, drink water. Hydrate. Pace yourself. If you feel like you're going to perform, perform. And now that I have the most beautiful woman in the world as part of my life, and Aubrey is, is my soulmate. I don't have to worry about it. But as a single guy in the lifestyle, I used to tell people all the time, they would say, how come you get to play so much? And I would say, I don't drink. So when, at the end of the night, when you're drunk as heck, and you've had too much, and your wife is ready, and you're not, I am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you're just the last man standing. That's the secret to your success. Bingo. I'm the vulture on the tree branch waiting for you to drop. <laughs> oh, I that is fantastic. <laughs> so that wraps up you know, talking about what Jeff would do and how to overcome performance anxiety, which is a huge fear for guys in the lifestyle. But I got a couple of things here. This is our first time having Jeff back, right, Mallory? Yes, it is. Uh, it's our first time having Jeff back since we had him on a few a uh, oh. few weeks ago. And we're so glad to have he and Aubrey here. They just released... <laughs> their personal art pages so anybody that yeah. wants to go track these guys down and i'll give you two seconds to tell people what your art's all about but that's no frame of reference on instagram and on facebook and that's uh hashtag no frame of reference on all one uh, word. Yeah. instagram all one yeah. word but tell us what your art's all about real quick
2: thank you very much well we aubrey and i are, are both artists and we love to paint we love to draw we illustrate not only are we body painters and love to paint your bodies, and love to paint you when you're around. But we also like to dabble in oil paintings and illustrations. So we want to put these things out there. I, I myself have been painting all my life, and I was so afraid of putting my art out there because it's such a personal thing. But Aubrey is, is, is my muse. She's my everything. And she, is, and she has told me countless times to put my stuff out there. So we've taken that step. And we put it out there. We put no frame of reference because we didn't want to have a title that would confine us to a certain genre of art. That we wanted to paint pictures of Dracula and pictures of flowers with no frame of reference. Now, Aubrey came up with the name, and it's it's it sticks and it's perfect. But right now, I'm working on two separate series: one, um, stories that frighten kids, like Bloody Mary and the the Lady in White, and, and, and fairy tale things that would scare us as kids. I'm actually illustrating them. and putting them out and I'm working on a series of oil paintings that are some of the most haunted objects in the world. Um, not only are we ghost chasers, uh, Aubrey and I are, are into the science of, of ghost chasing. So we've taken that and put it in our art and I have an oil painting series. I'm going to be releasing five. I think there's two or three on the series now of oil paintings of some of the most haunted and some of the most scariest objects in the world that have just haunted people through the time. So go and go to no frame of reference. You can see these things. Uh, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and you'll see all these new illustrations coming up. And we're also giving people a chance. If you don't want to buy the originals that will make prints for you and you can actually purchase prints of the series and buy those prints at $20 each and we'll send you the series, all of them autographed and numbered. So each one is a limited edition. So get them while you can.
1: That is
0: awesome.
1: badass. Yeah, I I can't wait for the next time we do one of these. And you're like, and by the way, we're opera singers now. I mean, it's just like, you guys do everything. <laughs>
0: well, that, that's coming. Yeah, that's, that's coming.
1: Coming so. soon. Literally, right. we're Jeff James win. coming soon. <laughs> yep. No, in 13 minutes. <laughs> yeah. 14 and a half. Well, 14 we and a half.
2: half. We got the sugar
1: <laughs> I like to round up. Uh, Jeff, we're going to see you. And hope are we going to see Aubrey in February?
2: Oh, God, yes. you kidding? I'm not going without her. Oh, Hell,
1: we're excited. Yes. So we're going to see you guys in less than a month on the beaches of Hedonism, yes. too, with our friends at Rachel's Rascals. But uh, that about yes. does it for What Would Jeff Do? Jeff, thank you for your time today. I hope everybody got as much out of that as we did, because I always love Snickers, and now I know that it was good for my dick, too.
2: <laughs> there we go. Every time you're going to see a Snickers bar, you're going to get an erection.
1: <laughs> All right, Jeff, we're going to let you guys go. everybody, you've been listening to Casual Swinger.